Hello, hello, I'm Delisa. And hey everybody, it's Lisa. And this is your morning shift. Good morning. We're back. Yay. And I'm so happy to see everybody. Look at this. We've already got folks joining in. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so Lisa and I used to have a morning show uh, several months ago, last year, even. Gosh, time's flying. And we've been talking. We talk like every day, multiple times <laughs> a day. And it was like, can we go back and, and do another another show? But we wanted to do it a little bit differently. So we're bringing you the very first episode of Your Morning Shift. And I heard Ludwig, your dog, barking as you were introducing it. So obviously he's excited too. He is excited. He he has done this a few times on some shows. So apparently he thinks he needs to join in the introduction. So try, try not to get mad at him because he's so sweet. Um, and yes, I'm so happy to be here with you, Delisa. I love you so much. And you're right. We talk all the time and you guys, we loved our morning show. Um, and we want to do something that's more empowering, you know, that in inspires and empowers and, and focuses on what we can do to shift how we respond to the world, I think is really it. And I'm loving all these comments. Karen, welcome. Tracy, welcome. Katie, welcome. Nadine, so happy to see you. Hope is here. I love it so much. So welcome in, everybody. I'd love to hear um, where you're from. And I'll try not to be upset at my dog. <clears throat> Um, and I'd also love to hear how this is treating you. I'm so sorry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So Lisa's going to go take care of Ludwig. Oh, there's Ludwig. Perfect. We Jeez. love Ludwig. Yeah. Your, your animals, we were talking backstage before we started on the show today. And your cat was even going a little bit haywire. And now Ludwig is barking. <laughs> Why do you think your animals are feeling the energy today? I think that they are feeling all of this high energy. I, I was so excited to start today to kick off our show and Buddhist Biohacker season three. And I think they're probably riding on my vibes. Look at all these great people. Wow, you guys, I'm so happy to have you guys here. Um, Lars is here. We love Lars too. And uh, Nadine says her pups are barking too. <laughs> and here comes Frankie behind me. Oh my God, yes. It's, it's like a little house in here. <laughs> they just want to be a part of the show, apparently. I guess so. And Michelle says hi from Ohio. 
you know, that is the reality is, you know, we're not in a studio. Maybe one day Delisa and I will be in a studio someplace in New York, circa 1990, maybe. <laughs> it's a good timeline to be in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Karen says that was my dog barking. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. So, Delisa, where should we start this beautiful morning out with our yes, morning I I think it's important. You you were hitting on a lot of great points at the the start of the show, which is why we decided to make these episodes. Um, you know, we've been seeing a lot of victim energy uh, in the world, <laughs> and we invite you every week to come and join Lisa and I to really take a look at what's happening in your life, what's unfolding, who's around you, what situations are happening, and starting to shift your perspective on the energy that's present so that you don't feel shackled to things like fear and shame and worry. And instead you start to embody empowerment and you feel like the warrior that you are. And your morning shift is designed to look at the energy specifically related to the victim triangle. And I think it's important for us to define the roles of the victim triangle because we're going to be talking about it a lot. And there are three parts of the victim triangle itself. And this first episode, we're really going to be taking a look at the role of the victim inside of the victim triangle. And do you want me to go ahead and tell them what the three parts are? Yeah, let me see if I can um, bring this up. Hold on. I've got it here. So I've got to figure out how to share. Um, let's see. Normally, this is very simple. So um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Is this going to show the right thing? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, while you're working on that, I can tell them what the three parts yeah, are. Yeah, let's go through it while I'm trying to yeah. bring this up. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's okay. So there's three parts, okay. three sides to the victim triangle. One is the victim. Uh, so it's identifying with the energy of being a victim, being victimized, having someone do something to you. So very much like a, a passive energy. And I'd love to hear in the comments as I'm going through this. Who here watching or listening uh, to this episode are feeling victimized right now? Do you feel like somebody is doing something against you, trespassing against you in some way? The other uh, side of the triangle is the rescuer. And the rescuer is either you trying to help someone because you think it's what they need. Um, and you can be a rescuer or somebody can play a rescuer part for you. And then there's the persecutor. I often refer to this side of the triangle as uh, the villain, you know, um, and Lisa and I are going to talk about examples that have happened in our own lives, just so you can get a better idea. We can illustrate how this energy has showed up. But today we're going to focus on the victim energy with the intention that you can start to ask yourself, oh, where am I playing this victim energy in my own life? So in the comments, let us know. Yeah. And, and like Karen's saying in the comments, she's uh, aligning with the rescuer energy. 
So as you look at this victim triangle, the dreaded drama triangle, (laughs) are you feeling like a victim? Are you feeling like a rescuer? Are you feeling like a persecutor or villain? And maybe it's that you feel this way or you feel like somebody in your life is activating this energy for you. Um, where you're like, wow, somebody's really playing a rescuer for me right now, or somebody is really being a villain uh, in my life. So let us know. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the victim energy and how it's showing up in our in our own personal lives. What do you want to add to that, Lisa? Yeah, well, my pretty slides I made, they're just not working today, but you guys got the gist with my picture that was up there. But yeah, I think what I want to add is this. I think Delisa and I both found our way to this drama triangle over the last six months and really connected with each other on how we were playing these roles. And it's been life-changing. And that's part of why we're doing our show based on this, because we really do get caught in this cycle. And I think that this cycle is very prevalent in the collective. And it's important to notice are you aligning with victims? You know, there's so many stories of that out there and it catches you in this triangle. It catches you in this space, right? So you hear that there's victims and then you want to save them, right? And I also think it's important to say we can play these roles, all three of them within an hour. Absolutely. Yeah, we kind of bounce between the energies. Oh, Lisa may have other frozen so. on the screen. <laughs> he froze. <laughs> oh, no. Am I back? Yes, but there's a little bit of a delay. Oh, geez. Okay. You might be back now. You might be back. We're okay. just going gonna to roll with it. So let's illustrate the examples of how this may be showing up uh, in your life as you hear the stories that Lisa and I have. Um, I sat down and asked myself? Where have I played um, the part of the victim? And one of the first things that came to mind was my last two romantic relationships and the breakups. Uh, Both men uh, left their relationships very abruptly and there really wasn't any closure. Mm -hmm. And even now, um, and it's been quite some time, Uh, I look back at these relationships and there's even still a a bit of this energy of feeling like I was victimized and that they just did whatever they wanted and said whatever they needed to say, but then closed the door harshly. And I sat in a lot of victim energy with that. And they were the villains, right? So then I asked myself, or the persecutors, I asked myself, well, then what was the rescuer? What was the other part of the triangle? Because you really want to look at it from a holistic point of view. What are all three parts and how are they playing out? And I recognized that my work became the rescuer. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific person that's playing the role. So here I was being a victim. Uh, The men were being the persecutors. And I escaped into my work and overworking in order to feel like, oh, I belong. I know how this works. I feel safe here. And so my work became uh, the rescuer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I can relate to that. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of, of my victim's story and I really thought that the one of the most relatable things I could share is my house cleaning. <laughs> um, you guys know I have four step kids and a husband and a cat and a dog. And this is a constant challenge to clean my house. And I can play the victim role really well with that. I start to get pretty upset that like no one else cares about the house but me. You know, I really get into that that narrative of you guys don't care. You know, I'm the only one who's doing it. I'm a big martyr and a big victim, right? Because I'm the only one who cares. And and then I start persecuting right? Because I'm like, well, you're not picking up your socks and you're not doing the dishes and you're not helping and look at these piles of stuff, right? And I, you, So it's really easy um, in that scenario for me to flip um, through those roles. And the other thing that I think is interesting is I also play the rescuer with this. Well, if I wasn't here to clean everybody's stuff, you guys would be living in a mess, right? Like, so it's like all three roles of the dreaded drama triangle play out with the house cleaning. And I know we're going to get into it in a few weeks, but, you know, shifting into that responsibility place where I'm choosing to live in a clean house, right? It's my choice and to let it go or not. So, um, you know, that that's really for me, the victim story. And I'm really loving these comments over here. We have Susie says we have to rescue ourselves. Not that we need rescuing, but the triangle is the dark's playbook. Yes, we, we get what you're saying. Lars says, um, I have had bad health problems and done everything I could. Nothing helped. Easy to be caught in a circle of victim consciousness when you feel powerful and in a way hopeless. Oh my God. Yes. With the health stuff. Um, absolutely. And good morning. We still have more people joining in. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, it's really easy to feel a victim and when you can't get the support you need in one way or another. Yes, and I would encourage everyone as you're listening to our personal examples, but also reflecting on your own life, when you've identified a place where you feel like you are being the victim or, or playing the part of the victim, I would encourage you, I often ask my coaching clients this and they don't always love the question, <laughs> but it is, what are you getting out of it? How is the victim energy actually serving you? Um, and that comes in all kinds of, of victim energies, but there is likely something that is serving you in it. Maybe it's power, maybe it's attention, whatever it is. But what are you getting out of it so that you can mm -hmm. recognize that there's been an energy exchange with playing the part of the victim? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and going back to what you were saying about diving into your work as a savior, we're all healers here, right? I, I imagine everyone who's watching this and listening on audio can relate to wanting to heal other people, heal the world. We want to come to a different space. And so it's really easy for us to get caught up in that savior role versus empowering and inspiring. And I keep going back to the fish proverb, which is you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish. And so one of the things, this all started in the, the eclipse last year in November for both of us, right? I mean, that's when it started that eclipse energy. And 
I feel this is a bigger thing than just me and Delisa. Like this is at the eclipse last year, I believe that an entire group of, of healers, light workers, star seeds, whatever you want to title yourself, made this conscious choice to up level and to step out of this drama triangle and start to step into the empowerment dynamic. And I think it's really powerful to step back and say, as a healer, the best thing I can do is teach other people to heal themselves and to really focus on my own self-care and nourishment versus trying to heal everyone and stepping out of that savior role. Absolutely. Uh, I went on to jot down a few notes as I was reflecting on today's show. And I, I wrote down, I knew I was a victim when I recognized that it was passive, identifying with you did blank to me. I felt disempowered and I was really good at making up stories about how bad these people were. My brain started to come up with a narrative that kept them playing the victim and the persecutor or the villain and the persecutor over and over and over. That if I could keep them in that narrative in my mind where they're the villain, then I could stay in my victim role and stay in this passive, murky, dense energy around relationships and then just continue to make the excuse that being a workaholic was okay. Mm. Um, but I felt reflecting on it, it was such a disempowering uh, perspective. And, and we often, I mean, I still have to check myself on this, but feeling like other people are bad or, uh, or judging other people. And frankly, there are probably a lot of us listening right now that feel like humans are bad or the world is a bad place to be in. But that also is part of the dynamics of the victim triangle. And in the next, you know, coming episodes, we're going to be dissecting the different parts of uh, the dreaded drama triangle, but then how do you take that energy and actually co-create with it and do something great with it and manifest all of the things that you want with the universe? Mm -hmm. That was really beautifully said, Delisa. That was so good. And good morning. We still have people joining. Um, lots of folks in agreement. Um, Katie is sharing. This is a great conversation for me. It's my unconscious that is victim patterning. So my job is to notice and bring it to light. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's, it's no joke with the 12 steps, no matter if it's, it's codependency anonymous or alcoholics anonymous or whatever 12 step program you're in. The first step is become aware of the problem. And, and it's noticing, just like you're saying, Katie, that's the trick is noticing and also to help each other notice. I've had conversations with Delisa where she's like, okay, like she reflects back onto me what I'm saying and where I'm at in that drama triangle. And that is <clears throat> what true coaching is, by the way. And that's the work that Delisa and I are shifting into with our own gifts and who we are. And part of, you know, what we want to bring to all of you is that our job is to shift out of that savior space and into that coaching, into teaching you how to fish, which is reflecting. We're, we're these mirror reflections 
back at each other of where we're really at in this triangle and how to get out of it. I love what Lars says here too. It served me to get free of the responsibility of the 3D world. Yes. I think, I think it served all of us to kind of step away. Um, we did a lot of beautiful healing circles and activations. I mean, Delisa and I hosted a handful of those in the last two years and they were beautiful and they were necessary and we're moving beyond those now. Yeah. It's time to go deeper. Yeah. Um, you know, especially right now with, with, even if we look to astrology or just how the energy is shifting on earth, we have this incredible opportunity to just look at our stuff and, and take the blindfolds off and, and step out of denial and ask for clarity, ask for direction. Because when you can step freely out of the victim triangle, you can create and manifest whatever you like. But if you are finding today as you listen to us that you're still in the triangle and you don't know how to get out, you know, I know one of the things we'll talk about before the end of today's episode is, well, what do you do? What's the shift? How can you shift out of this? Uh, and I think it's pausing long enough to ask yourself the question, how is this victim triangle serving me? And am I, am I ready for better? Do I realize mm -hmm. and recognize that I am worthy of more? I'm, I'm worthy of stronger, healthier relationships in, in all ways. Um, but you've got to sit down and ask yourself and give yourself enough space and time to get the clarity. Mm -hmm. Marilyn's sharing here. Hi, Marilyn. I love you so much. Marilyn just met the love of her life. I love it. And she knew him like so many years ago. You'll have to remind us how many years ago. Um, but she says, I refuse to give anyone power to hurt me in any way. I refuse to be a victim. I get caught up in rescuing others and have to remind myself to empower versus rescue. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think we've given everyone a pretty good uh, kicking off point for the victim energy. Uh, and then next week's episode, we'll go into one of the other roles and we'll just keep building upon the victim triangle and really understanding it and giving you examples from our own lives so that you can start to apply it to yours and recognize how it's coming up. Because now that you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that over the course of the next week, there will be things where you start to go, ah, oh, I see this a little bit differently. So that when you come back and join us for next, the next episode, you'll be able to build upon the knowledge and the wisdom that you now have that you've unlocked even more. And uh, you'll be able to share those examples of, of how it has been showing up and what you've recognized now that maybe you haven't thought about in a while. So this show is really to get you to think a little bit more uh, deeply about what's being activated in your own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. We have a comic of the day around this or of the week, I should say. Um, so here's our comic of the week. We have the, the, well, she's not the wicked witch, I guess, but who said, finally, the mirror got real. And the mirror says, yes, but you're creating this whole narrative where Snow White is responsible for all of your problems. <laughs> Gosh, poor Snow White. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's pretty great because we were, you were just bringing up all, we were just talking about all this reflection. So that ended up being like extra perfect. Um, just to, we got to lighten up, you know, we got to kind of take it to a different place and should we do our, our mug shots? Yeah, let's do it. Oh yeah. Do you want to show your mug? 
So this is my yellow mug. You guys have probably seen this many, many times. Um, this is my favorite, favorite mug. And I have a great story about this too, by the way. So my stepson has started drinking hot chocolate every morning. He like loves it. And so it's kind of funny because it's almost like this is his coffee, you know? And he started like, you, like he pulled out my mug and he was like using Scott's mug and we had to have a talk with him. I mean, this is so hilarious. We had to have a talk with him about favorite mugs and how you don't touch adults' favorite mugs. <laughs> so we went and bought him his own mug and told him what mugs he could use. I mean, that's so ridiculous, but that's totally what happened. So that's my favorite mug right here. This is it. <laughs> What about yours? Everyone has their own priorities in life. <laughs> uh, my cats don't steal my mug. So I have lots <laughs> of mugs. I like to collect mugs. But I opened up uh, my cabinets this morning and I thought, okay, I got to find the perfect mug for a discussion on a victim triangle. Which one should I choose? And this is the one I chose for today. It is my mug from Alcatraz, The Prisoners. This is what they used to drink out of. So it's a replica of their cup uh, from Alcatraz, uh, you know, in the water off of uh, San Francisco. So I thought, well, if we're going to be talking about being a prisoner in our own <laughs> life, I got to have the prisoner cup this morning. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's <laughs> so good. That's so yeah, so you have good. a couple people that are part of your membership community that uh, submitted photos, right? I do. So we are going to share our member mug shots. I love this picture so much. And um, just so you guys know, if you're a member of Delisa's Spark Plug or a VIP member of my Buddhist Biohacker portal, um, you have the opportunity to post your mug shots all throughout the week, and then we will share them. So um, I learned that there's background music here on... Um, this little guy. So I'm going to start up our background music and we're going to share some member mug shots. Oh, no, I'm not. Here's the right thing. So we have Carolyn and she said, I'm so excited for you and Delisa to bring this back. Here is me and my favorite mug. It is truly perfect as I have started saying that where I walk, chaos reigns. So thank you, Carolyn. We love you so much. So glad that you were able to share with us. And Denise, Denise from Live Life Spiritual Direction says she is with her favorite coffee cup, Save the Elephants. And she's going to catch us on the replay. And we love Denise as well. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. We love that so much. And uh, those are our member mug shots for today. I love it. Yeah, I better get on the, the bandwagon and ask my spark plug members to submit their, their photos. So spark plug members, uh, watch for an, an ask from me. I'd love to see uh, your mugshot so that we can include you in a future episode. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes. So before we close out, uh, I just wanted to remind people of a, a, a thing you can do. Uh, for the week ahead, if you decide that you are ready to break free, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but I do think it's important to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen. I, I'd even say do that versus, you know, being on a, on a computer and typing it out. But if you've got a piece of paper and a pen, set your timer for five minutes. Ludwig agrees. See, he's barking again. He loves this idea. Set your timer for five minutes. And write at the top of the piece of paper something to the effect of, 
I recognize I'm in a victim triangle or the victim triangle energy is present in my life and just like write it all out with the intention that you are recognizing and bringing to light where the victim energy has been in your life. And after you get done with your five minutes, if you want to keep writing, you can. If you feel like you got it all out, great. And then what you decide to do with the written page is really up to you. You could burn it. You could rip it up. Um, you could even transmute the energy and fold it up and put it at the bottom of a pot and plant something on top of it to transmute that energy into something really beautiful that you're now growing as also a physical representation of what you're birthing into the world with the new perspective around the energy. I love it. And we also want to invite you guys to share on our social media. Delisa and I are across all channels. I am at Buddhist Biohacker on all channels except Twitter. I'm still uh, a Jada Casa because Buddhist Biohacker was taken. <laughs> no one's using it, but it was taken. Um, and Delisa, you want to share your handles? Absolutely. I'm at Spirit and Spark, all spelled out across all platforms as well. And the website is spiritandspark.com. Yeah. So please, you guys, support us. We're asking you to support us. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, follow us on social media, and really let share. Share what this brought up for you today. Share what you're interested in learning more about. Um, and we'd also love to hear your victim stories. We're going to you know, address some of those on the show um, as we go forward. So the more that we can share and talk, the more we're going to open up this energy and unpackage it and be able to start a truly healing. Amen to all of that. I'm thrilled, everybody that joined us live today for this kickoff mm -hmm. episode. And like we've said a few times already, your stories are going to be a part of what we're discussing and we want to hear from you. So please make sure that you're following both Buddhist Biohacker as well as Spirit and Spark so that we can communicate with you directly and incorporate you into future episodes. Yeah. And last but not least, um, what do you have upcoming this week or week next week that you want to share, Delisa? Absolutely. Well, we just came off of a great prediction panel event uh, last night. We talked about astrology and things that we're seeing in the world, what's unfolding. So that was great. Thank you to everybody who attended that. I'll be back on Spirit and Spark TV on YouTube uh, in just a few hours, and I'll be giving you the four energy themes for the week ahead. And this week, the universe had me pull a tarot card that matched the energy theme that they gave me. So we'll be going through that. And uh, that will go live at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, today. So we'll be back with that episode shortly. How about you? Yeah, so Buddhist Biohacker Season 3, you guys. It's all fresh, fresh intros and, and fresh conversation. Um, launches at noon Mountain Time. So just in two and a half hours, I'll be back. And I'm live. My very first guest is Victoria Jane from Victoria Jane Ascension, which we all love her so much. And she's going to be sharing a really powerful download that she's received through her own channeled transmissions about shifting from a light worker to a lighthouse. And it's it's really in alignment, Delisa, with what you and I have been talking about and what we've been talking about on Indigo Frequency. It's just great. So um, I will be back in with her. And then um, this Saturday, the Biotransformation Labs continues. That's at noon mountain time. And you can find that on my website at BuddhistBiohacker.com. Um, if you want to register, it's a free class. 
past. And so far it's been really great. So that's what I have upcoming. Beautiful. Well, I'm proud of our very first episode and thank you to everybody who's tuned in. And Lisa, I'm sure I'll be talking to you again today, several times and tomorrow <laughs> and the day after. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to hear what everybody has to say about the victim energy. And I invite everyone to please share this episode with a few people in your life that you feel like maybe really need to hear this today and encourage them to join you back here with us uh, live next week. We'd love to have you. Yes, we will see you guys next Thursday and look for us on social media and I'll be sharing um, the, these questions. We'll share it on social media so you can continue the conversation. You can also comment directly here on our YouTube channels in the replay. We love you guys so much. I love you, Delisa, and love I'm you. so happy we're back. Yes, I'm proud too. Um, and hopefully Ludwig will settle himself down. And uh, thanks so much, everybody.